War Podcast, episode 62, go. Two go. Yay. I knew it was 62. Two go. 62. My views do not represent myself, but everyone around me. Two go. That's fair. 62 I can see that. You're a reflection of me. Yeah. And that's all you're here for. And now's the part where I say something horribly offensive. Hi, Mason. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mason. Hi, Dylan. Hi. Dylan has a story. He wants to tell. Uh, oh, it's, it's not a big story. Tell us your story. Uh, so my upstairs neighbor, he's he's a pretty big libertarian. I saw all his signs. Oh, yeah. Let me get to the signs. Um, but he's really nice. Very sweet guy. Well, Blanton knows him. He ran into him when he came over to record a podcast once. He's like, you know Bob? I was like, yeah, I know Bob. So we mutually both know Bob. Uh, very sweet guy. You know, works a lot for the Libertarian Party. You know, goes to other states, hands out literature, as he uh, calls it. Oh boy, he has he has he has yard posters pinned to his his upstairs porch. You know, for for Sarver was the governor, Libertarian candidate, or I forget, but also Gary Johnson, obviously. Yeah, oh. he had a sign running in Virginia. I think. I don't There's know. no governor race, but that's okay. No, no, it wasn't for this year. The, okay. the oh, last, okay, the okay, last okay. time. The last I, I, know, yeah, I know. I know yeah, yeah. you're not. Okay, cool. He had a sign for Christmas, uh, Christmas, for Halloween that said, "Sorry, kids, no treats, just the dirty tricks of a two-party system." Wow. And that's, wow. And that's the first time I ever saw like like pure like third party like wow. righteousness come out from the upstairs apartment. I was like, "Wow, Ooh, boy!" Ooh. And, it, and so he just wasn't even giving away candy. Just no candy? I mean, none of us were. I mean, and we don't really get any kids. <laughs> so, it's kind of a non... But, but my reasoning was much different. I wonder different. why you don't get any kids. I was like, fuck these kids. <laughs> Aw. Aw. I wish I was going to give candy away. Or, or really bitter, jaded, cynical uh, messages. I was, I was talking about, I was driving, when I was driving Wendy, Sarah, and Eric to the, the concert the other night, I was telling you about it because I'm not good at like communicating with children. Yeah. So if a kid came to the door, like I just want to be like, here, take it, leave, please go. <laughs> and like when we did the the, the public playtesting for our game yeah. the other weekend, kids were coming up and I was like, hello, child. Oh, you are boy. a child and I and play Mommy, the game. Why is this Still, man I, being I'm so right there strange. with you. I'm not great at talking to kids. I just, I don't know. I feel like I should be more adult, but I'm like, I don't know. We're on the same education level, kid, or whatever. <laughs> you like Pokemon? I like Pokemon. Let's, let's go bananas. I feel like I should be better at it because my dad was always really, really good at talking to kids, and he learned it from. He did raise you. Yeah, he, I was a handful. We'll put it. He that still way. communicates with you. Yeah, <laughs> he tries, um, but he he apparently uh, Disney trains his employees on how to communicate with kids. No surprise there, but like they're and again, no surprise. Really, really damn good at it. So they held this like workshop where you would go and learn how to talk to people of, of different demographics, including children. And so he picked up those skills from. How do you from talk Disney. to like? Really, 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 really old people. Uh, you yell at them. <laughs> Wait, and you beat them. Your dad worked for Disney. He um, at the time he was working for a company called. Uh, wait for it. Disney Lo- Chemical Treatment Incorporated. Uh, Biologics. No, uh, <laughs> Learning International. Okay. And yeah, they had work with Disney. That's cool. Um. So one thing I would like to say, just since we're not really talking politics, but we're talking about Dylan's awesome neighbor, <laughs> just scaring children away. Um, <laughs> uh. Uh, this podcast is being recorded before um the election, but by the time 
you hear this, it's probably going to be close to the time of the election. So hopefully you'll hear it before the election. Probably. That word you keep using, election, that's a really funny way to describe the fall of our democracy. Well, no, but it's not the fall of our democracy if you vote. And that's what I was going to say, yes. is you need to vote. So that's my sham- shameless plug. Go vote. Rock the vote. Rock can, the vote. Dylan, can you find a sound clip of like an eagle and some like trumpets and some patriotic noises? Can I put an explosion in there with it? Yes. Oh, right, well, let me hold on. Let's. All right, cool. We got that. Um, but I think if you're a originary resident, this mayoral election yeah, is more important than yeah. So we, I, I don't think it's more important. I think it's just as important. I, I think I, no, 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 more important than any Richmond local election. In oh, years yeah. Past. I was, oh yeah. Oh yes. I'm know, sorry. I'm I, sorry. I always approach everything from the the like I'm 100 percent behind like the local. I did not mean it's yeah. more important than the national by no stretch of the no. Mean, I, I think they're. I think, but I but I think it's just as important. Yeah, so absolutely. If you, if you live here in the Richmond area, and this is the Richmond Utilities Podcast, after mm-hmm. all. Uh, and what is the greatest utility but but, but democracy? And that's and that and you know what? I normally don't talk about specific political candidates, um, but I will go on record as saying that I do not want Joe Morrissey to get yes. elected to yes. the, the Richmond mayor. Yes. Uh, I think that this man is a very deceptive individual who does very terrible things to a lot of people in his life. I think he does not represent this city. I think there are a lot of other viable alternatives, many of whom I would not be upset to see. I have one. I have a specific candidate that I'm voting for, but I could also see voting for uh, some of the alternatives. Or, well, specifically, I think at this point, since Belial's dropped out, you've got Stoney and Barry. Um, Wait, you did? But yeah, yes. Belial's yes, dropped yes, out yes, yes, two yes, days yes. ago. Dropped out as a fucking and in, in, a, in, a, in a way that um, since he did drop out, I, I think was incredibly tactful and incredibly responsible for Fair what right. he sees the city and, sh- and proves again that. That dude is a Richmond ass motherfucker, and he cares about the city so much. I'm sure he would appreciate being. Uh, and and a lot of his reason for dropping out was so podcast. that Morrissey would not win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so because they didn't want to split the vote. Because they didn't want to split the vote. So I think, um, you know, I I I have some severe issues with Joe Morrissey and the way he does a lot of different things. But I just I'm going to go on that record and and say I I hope he does not win this election. And Lavar Stoney was Secretary of, of the Commonwealth. 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 That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. I, I wanted to say chief of staff. Wendy asked me this morning. I was like, I think chief of staff. Nope. Secretary, Secretary of the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Um, I got to know all this stuff. Which now, being a public funny servant. story. Right. Former VCU rowing coach was up for the job. Dan LeBlanc to be secretary of the Commonwealth in two thousand when Tim Kaine was elected governor. Oh yeah. What is? And the Republican general uh, say the, the, the delegates shot him down because he's a union man. Uh, Dan LeBlanc. But then he came on later on as the hey, chief of oh. head of. So unions. that's the other thing I'll say. He's a, he's a state union representative. Since, since you mm-hmm. bring up unions, uh, the other thing on the ballot for those of you listening uh, in Virginia uh, is that there are two proposed constitutional amendments to the Virginia um, Constitution, to the Virginia State Constitution, and um, one of them has to do with benefits for military spouses, deceased military. Well, I think it's military, military, military public, public service, public service, and then the other one has to do with. Um, the quote-unquote right to work amendment and what that is is a very convoluted way of saying it's very it's an anti-union amendment uh Mm -hmm. whether regardless of how you do feel about unions uh the one thing i will say about both of those initiatives is that um coming from my perspective i think that both of them are 
very much things that should be legislated, not written into the Constitution of the state as amendments. Uh, so you may just want to really seriously consider how laws are uh, the laws are written and conducted in the state, whether you really feel that these are things that should be written into the Constitution or things that should be legislated. So um, that's all I urge you when you think about voting for that. I personally am voting no on both of them for that reason. Um, but, uh, you know, being... Uh, being someone who thinks that the legislative process and how that works, I, th I think that's um, why. Did you see on the uh, Florida ticket that they're trying to block uh, solar roof, solar panel production? Yeah, Florida utility wants them. Wow. In the Constitution? Not in the Constitution, but uh, oh, as a as a, more of a, as a, a preposition. preposition. Mm. Yeah, like a ballot measure. Yeah, Ooh. I thought that was that's interesting. Pretty shitty, and apparently Florida utility companies are. Pretty shitty all around. Yeah, and that's why the Richmond Utility Podcast talks about Richmond utilities because we have got it going on we're, we're in the state of Virginia. We're pretty pro solar panel in this podcast, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And we're, what? Of course. We're, I know. We're, I'm we're actually kidding. pro yes, solar panel right in this are. state. So the nice. state of Virginia has a lot of really good tax incentives for if you are a homeowner or a business owner. Solar mills um, are Virginia business. And and uh, renewable energy in general is is something that is promoted in the, in the state. We got so. nuclear plants, man. Yeah, as a state, that's a big deal. That's a, that's a big deal. Um, this has been Meet the Nation with your host Dan <laughs> uh, Cotting. Thank on, you so much for the, listening. To the right to work thing too. I think it goes also without saying that Virginia's a right to work state, and this the the fact it's even on the thing is a purely political move. Like it's it's a little it rubs me the wrong way just in terms of exploiting politics for, um, like it's it's just redundant, you know. And regardless of how you feel on it, I think it's just it's just redundant. Like it doesn't make any sense. Uh, not to put an immediate uh, axe in this because we can totally keep talking. No, about this. it's probably for the best. Um, Thank you, Alex. I have an idea for uh, how we can talk about oxen free. Go I think on. we let's. I have, I also have an idea. Uh, so I was going to say. Idea. I was going to say let's put two or three minutes on the clock and just go around the horn and give thoughts on oxen free. I like that idea. I also like um, the way we did it in my creative writing classes. Is that we would first talk about the strengths, and then we would then talk about the weaknesses. Nice. So then, I don't know, yield however much time to each person cool. for the strengths and then do the same thing for the weaknesses. You want to do minutes to talk about strengths, minutes to talk about just, weaknesses? Let's just go around. I know, right? right. I mean, yeah, it I doesn't know. need to be so formal. I mean, uh, time limits. Hey, well, hey I mean, Robert's I rules of order in I'm, this room. I'm saying I like I like, no, I feel like, I like when we have discussed. I thought our Firewatch discussion was pretty unmoderated and, and pretty Yeah, I think our Firewatch discussion was pretty Well, I do, I do want you know to yield the floor to a certain person. I And, yeah. some, and I, I do think it's beneficial if everyone says their bit and then we open it well, into a discussion i'll make sure yeah. when it gets to me that i never stop talking and i uh, do the yeah. equivalent of what's called um filibuster filibuster, I yeah. filibuster so just this podcast for until all four of us have said our strengths and our weaknesses let's not actually discuss let's just go ahead and sure. present um daniel oh, daniel okay sorry so Alex. um oxen free i did bring this up obviously last time we recorded how much i really enjoyed this game at that point i was the only one who had finished it before you go moratorium we're gonna spoil the shit out of oxen free that's uh, yes, a great we call. Are about to, yes, sorry, we're, we're going, going to, to spoil the shit out of us. But it's been out for a while, so unregulated, that's on you. Uh, on If you are listening, we'll put in the show notes when when you can tune back in if you just want to jump to that point, um, and we'll do that. We are? Well, we should. Okay. Okay. I have a feeling that large, <laughs> um, the large discussion of this episode is going to be on Oxenfree, so we yeah. might as well just say... And, and, and uh, for those of you who are listening who have not played it, one of the strengths of this game that I'll say is that... Um, is so much about its story and its narrative and its environment. So if you have not played it, 
please do yourself a favor and play it rather than listen to this podcast because it is best experienced by playing it. So, um, okay. So strengths, uh, you know, I obviously really enjoyed this game. That's why I was so excited to get you guys to play it. I'm glad you all have played it now so we can talk about it. Uh, I think that the narrative structure of the game is, is definitely a strength for me. I think that the writing is fantastic. I think that the, um, voice acting is awesome. I love the art direction. I love the sound design. Uh, I think that the game does a great job of creating an atmosphere. Um, I love the pacing. Uh, I feel that it is paced very well, uh, keeping you kind of going through in, in a great way. Um, I love the sense of kind of, uh, I think it does a good job at balancing being tense and mysterious while still giving you enough to keep you wanting to go and learn more. Uh, from a game design standpoint, I think that the mechanic of the, of the talking is great. The kind of the way they present the three options. Um, and then it, you, it'll slowly fade away if you don't want to participate. And then it does a nice job at making the conversation with the other characters seem natural. Um, and sometimes it will interrupt them. Sometimes it will wait until they're done. And, and that's kind of a cool dynamic in terms of how you present that, that dialogue, that narrative. Um, I really like the radio mechanic. I think it's cool. Um, I think it works well, and I think it, it lends a, a neat sense of atmosphere again to the game. Uh, I think that also the length of the game was great. Um, you know, it's one of those things where a five-hour game uh, for me is totally worth 20 bucks. I, I know some people it's not. Uh, for me, if it's got a great story and it's got it's like for the Firewatch, uh, you know, I felt like I got what I wanted to get out of that game. Um, I also really liked the story. I thought the story played well. Um, weaknesses, so... Uh, I w- want. Do you want to go around? Let's do strengths first. We'll go to do yeah, strengths, strengths first. Strengths, okay, and then we'll break it. You go ahead, Dylan. Oh, shit! On the spot. Um, yeah, I I agree with a lot of things that Dan said. Um, some things I wanted to focus on. So, ghost stories are, and for the most part, kind of, and not ambivalent, but they're they they're not very well grounded. It's for a lot of. It's kind of like they're ghosts. Ghosts exist. Ghosts exist. But for this story, they did a really good job of quantifying why ghosts exist. So it's much yeah. less a fantastical horror game than it is much more rooted in science fiction and even more so realistic science fiction. Yeah. I mean, ignoring the cross dimension dimensionality part, the fact that it's based off of radio waves, you know, nuclear uh, science, things like that, like, you know, these these ghosts what phantasms however they characterize in the game because not even the game really wants to determine what they are you know they have been obliterated by a nuclear submarine exploding and banished to another a parallel dimension are only able to come back to this dimension through rifts in the in the universe that open through radio waves i thought that was a very unique way of doing that question for you dylan uh because i i asked i think mason about this and i saw alex not not get them did you go get all of the letters no, I, I got the one that they give you, and then I yeah. found two. Okay. So I'm the only one who's read all the letters. I'm curious to I see. I had most of them. Okay. Yeah, I have three total. Okay. I think there's 12. Yes. I had eight. Um, well, there's 12 plus the one they give you, I think. Uh, Adler was a good character. Adler was a, the, the old woman. Yeah. Adler was a good character from the perspective of she's the person leaving you behind notes because games are notoriously bad of having this external presence leaving you a breadcrumb trail. And they're notoriously bad because since it's messaging, you know, we just talked about the letters, it's messaging that you have to find in the world. 
like the second they gave me that side quest of like go find all of the whatever you tune into the certain radio signal and, and figure out the puzzle i'm like i'm not doing this it's it's not important um but they gave us enough of that character to show that there is a parallel attempt in the past and how it failed and i was enough mm-hmm. um and and given the fact that she died you know and this game focuses a lot on death you know yeah. you know several major characters that you learn over the course of the game who are major have died where it's alex's brother which what's his name michael michael, michael. uh um lucas's mother jonas's mother jonas's, jonas's mother jonas's mother I, I don't know why i keep calling him lucas but in my head i keep calling him lucas and then adler who i keep wanting to say irene adler but that's not her first name no but <laughs> it's, it's, something like, it's something like that it's um, adler it's yeah but it's it's you know sherlock holmes but uh, irene adler, yeah it's it's this you know there's just making these characters who have been deceased important without outside of alex's flashbacks with michael which i think are very important to the story yeah um they don't they don't try to hang the entire narrative on that yeah um interactions between the characters are funny and genuine they are i don't know if i see them exactly as teenage level interactions they kind of sound like mid 20 somethings but Ren's characters, you know, legitimately funny. You know, Jonas is legitimately funny. Alex, you know, they they all sound genuine to who they are yeah. as as people. Clarissa, Nona, um, yeah, those those were the major things I wanted to pick up. And I and I and going to the art style a little bit because you know I appreciate the music and I appreciated the the aesthetic and their. There are only certain points where I was like, yes, this this music absolutely needs to be here with the tones and the chimes, and it's absolutely perfect. But the focus on communicating the world using w- these neon lights, what looks like the equivalent of like a Nixie clock, where it's like, vac- you know, Nixie with the vacuum tube clocks. Yeah. It, it I don't know, it, it lends... <laughs> <laughs> VHS effect. Wait, I've only, only been doing right. this again. All right, Dill. Yeah. Jonas. All right, things shut off. All right, so like I was saying, Nixie clocks. Um, I like the aesthetic of the neon lights. I think that's an interesting way to to communicate. I agree. Time travel. And, Dope. And dimensional riffs. Did you said um? You said something else about that. the the. Yeah. You had mentioned that you thought the music hit in certain points. Oh. Yes. There were points where it's much more like I like I like music as a background effect. Like Mason and I were because I was listening to an old podcast and Mason was talking about maybe doing a music theme podcast where we talk about our favorite music of the year. And I sent Mason two songs and I was like, these are the only ones I think were super effective just to me emotionally. Um, But there are points in Oxenfree. I think that music in Oxenfree is really good, but it's there's certain points where it's like the the eerie tones. Mm hmm. Like, reminds the sound me of, or the music, both. It's it's the background sound. It's it's you know the squeaks and the in the in the little yeah. chimes yeah, that they make. Totally. It reminds me of Lavender Town music. Remember what the 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 over the music in Lavender Town and Pokemon? <laughs> the thing that apparently like caused kids to want to like end their life. Did yeah. you ever read that Snopes article? No. Yeah. Jesus. Lavender Town's the ghost town in Pokemon, and their music is just all in like, minor doop, keys doop, and doop, terrible, doop, and doop, 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 it's terrifying. Doop, doop, doop. Uh, yeah, the music does a great job of creating atmosphere. Um, I definitely agree with everything the two of you have just said. 
Um, it creates tone and atmosphere in, in such a complete, like cohesive way. Um, my favorite things about this game are definitely the dialogue, which feels very genuine and natural. Um, and, and to your point about, um, them not feeling like teenagers. I, I think the, yeah, you're, you're right. They're either very, very smart teenagers or I, I think they actually are kids at the end of high school, which I could see, but either way, um, it definitely feels like young and at times, um, irrational kids, um, you know, from, from the way they argue to the, uh, the way they're characterized, it, it felt very, very much like I was watching a bunch of young kids. Um, and the conversation mechanic itself feels so much better than anything that Telltale has done, where it makes conversation feel more natural and, um, you know, let, less like a gameplay element so much as it is I am having a conversation in this game. Um, I think one of the things the, the game really, really nails is the feel of walking around at a methodical slow pace um, where it wasn't until like the end of the game where I was I felt kind of lost in walking around that I, I'd, I'd, I did not at all get frustrated with the, the movement speed. And it still felt snappy despite being like you are very much like walking through this. Um, I absolutely agree about the, the sci-fi grounding of, of, of the ghosts. You know, it wasn't just you know, bullshit. Hey, here's a ghost. But like this is, there is a strong lore and science to this, which, which grounded it. Um, the radio itself is a, fantastic piece of gameplay. I thought it was going to be like a one throwaway gimmick. And then to find that that's like the entire main mechanic of the game, aside from a conversation is, was awesome. Um, and at no point did I feel like I was making game choices, you know, in telltale, you always get the notification like so-and-so will remember that. Or like, I know I'm making a choice that's changing the story. I didn't even realize that some of the choices I was making were, were choices until the end of the game. I didn't know that it could bridge. I didn't know th- that things could change. Uh, at no point was I taken out of the the game itself. Um, that and just like the little touch of having the photos appear in your inventory, like the first time you take a photo and the ghost is behind you after uh, after uh, your your stepbrother kicks the soccer ball, it's like that. Okay, I'm sold. This game is fucking fantastic. Um, so yeah, I loved it. What do you got, Mason? Uh, He's got a book. I got some notes on it. Um. So. Uh, I think I think we're all pretty hot on it, so that's exciting. Um, not that, that not we've that. taken everything that Mason could possibly say. Well, I, I don't want to add. I think I agree um, on on a lot of accounts with what everyone's saying. I think I was talking to Dan earlier today, where one thing I really really liked about Oxenfree is that I feel like as a game that rolls in a Mass Effect two or Mass Effect as a series or uh, any any Telltale game or any game, I feel like I'm. Uh, running linearly from conversation point to conversation point. Whereas in this game, I felt like actually the exploration was the lead mechanic and the dialogue was a secondary mechanic to enhance the exploration element. Mm. And I feel like the island itself was very well realized in terms of a space that I grew to understand and they purposely want you to understand the space better. In a similar way that I think that games like Minecraft or games that you create the environment around you encourage you to understand your own surrounding. I felt like I had a really good understanding of the space. Or um, Legend of Zelda, when you understand, oh, the town's in the middle, I yep. go out, and I, it's this, this spoke mechanic. And I felt like, um, whether it was the main radio tower, they, they give you these points of um, reference that you work around, whether it was the house, the the tower, or the main street. And I really like that. Um, 
I <laughs> this is really dumb. I love the noise that the radio makes when you cue it on. <laughs> like, the, the, the squeak. Room, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, it's awesome. I yep. think that someone spent a good amount of time making that feel and animate very well in a very satisfying way, and it feels very quick. Um, and that goes to my other point where I think the game itself does a very good job of getting out of my way when I want to do certain things. I never felt like I was being... And when it pushed back against me, it was on purpose. The game encourages you to interrupt. The game encourages you to move around when they're when they're talking. The game never stops you from doing things except for certain points where they say you need to stop. And I think as a game design loop, that's very interesting. Ooh, Halo. Very interesting and also very satisfying as a player. Um, I would be very comfortable giving this game to someone that maybe is hesitant on what games can be because the loop is so simple and show them what games can do now that they didn't do 20 years ago. Um, yeah, for sure. And I think more so than I would maybe a Mass Effect or even a Tales from the Borderlands. And I love I love both those games. On the um, so I think I differ with the the, the two of you guys. I'm not saying this to disagree with you, but I, I wrote this down as a thing I really liked. I felt like they did a good job in the characterizations of Jonas and Alex have both been through very adult things as teenagers, which is something that I can relate with, and I feel like that their conversations reflect that. Whereas Ren and Nona had not, and I felt that their conversations were at a different level. That's right. And good that point. really hit me personally in a way that I was. Um, yeah. mm. I found uh, it just. I haven't heard that voice in a lot of things in video games, yeah. um, and I and I saw that difference, and I and I just I just wanted to like punch my fist in the air and be like, yes, that's. And I understand when when Alex is frustrated with Jonas because he keeps eating the pot brownies. I was like, yes, like. Ren. Ren, oh, Ren yeah. sorry, Ren. And Jonas, but but Alex connects with Jonas because they've both been through very um, very hard things. And yeah. I felt that that difference in tone was really actually tactfully done. And I um, I appreciated that they did that because I hadn't seen that in games. And it's interesting uh, along those lines because I had watched Alex play. Um, Alex didn't make as much of a an outreach to Jonas to really embrace him and the relationship with him as I did and I'm curious did you really did you take every opportunity to really oh, try to well, embrace and, him and, and, and you and I talked about this before yeah. but I um on terms of other things I really liked is that you know as someone that, that had step siblings come into their lives I felt like the conversation of what do I call you what are we doing and I had my stepbrother came in when I was a little younger than Alex but um I thought they walked that line very well and it was very obvious to me that uh, Alex and Jonas were at different maturity levels. Yeah. Um, and I really liked, you know, I thought that Clarissa's arc was interesting. I loved And, and Clar- I found, Clarissa's and I arc. found out that I, and Dan and I found Clarissa's, um, uh, I guess the, the, where Clarissa's relationship in Michael and, and Alex's, I found that out very early as you did, I think. Yes. I found that at the fire. And uh, yeah, me too. And Alex, you did not. Yeah. Like, you so, found it out or like you figured it out? Like, no, no, no. no she it, tells we, you. She yeah. actually, okay. so she didn't, she's like, it's your fault. So I didn't, so, um, you were not with me when I played this part of the game. No, you were. We, we were. Uh, that was Saturday during the day. That I, I saw you play the very beginning and the very end. That was during the, the sensual massage. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So refresh my memory. Did no, not about the massage. Did <laughs> what well, ended happening? So she I, did. She did I not. The cap on oh the oil. no! Yeah. I, yeah. She. Uh, it's not that she explicitly said it. It's that we saw it in the flashback. And for me, like finding that out later on, I actually I pref- I prefer that that happened because it completely changed what I had already experienced. I got to experience two things about Clarissa first, you know, like 
why is this woman being a bitch? She kind of yeah. sucks. And then, oh, I, I, wow, I understand. Like this, this explains everything. And this is this 17 year old girl not knowing how to process it beyond just this bitter rage she feels toward me. Yeah. Um, and I think to that, I think it, oh, go ahead. well, I was just going to say, what I think is interesting about that is that you're perceiving, you were able to perceive that as, uh, wow, here's someone where I didn't realize her boyfriend died and now I ha- I feel sympathetic for her. Whereas for me, and I probably Mason playing it so early, it was, wow, this is someone who blames me for killing my brother. Mm. And it's just such a different dynamic. Yeah. But what, what's powerful um, about that is that you feel like your experience was valuable. Yeah. I felt like Abs- my experience absolutely. was valuable. And, and I think it's a sign of some... some. And I think this hints at you, what you were getting at, Alex, with the subtlety of the choices, yes. quote-unquote, like how that affects what dialogue is presented later and, and, and all that kind of Well, I think that we all, the three of us, and, and, and Dylan, I'd like when we have more of a discussion about it, to, you know, is that like there are things that were different in our experience that were eye-opening. So, so Dylan, did you, um, did you say Varen or Clarissa well, first? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You, I didn't realize I had, you had like, more Just one, one more thing I wanted to say is that I think... Um, and then we can we can get to the. Do you want to go to the discussion or the weaknesses? Let's do the weaknesses first. Okay. Word. If that's um, okay. Yeah, totally. The the consistency that the game sticks to its own style, I really appreciated from the um, from the UI mechanics you guys talked about with the, the the effect on the radios, the tone of that, and I I felt like the music and the audio, like all that, f- just felt. Nothing stuck out to me as unnatural, and when they wanted it to be unnatural, with like the high res photo of the submarine and with the um, all the stuff with the the crew or the the map and like things that are supposed to pop out, like the photos being almost like a slightly different art style when the loading screen, mm-hmm. I felt I liked it was consistent um, in a way that I think some games tend to like. I always feel like the menus in Telltale games. While they look re- relatively correct, they feel like a different game I'm playing. I'm mm-hmm. not playing that game, whereas everything in this game I felt like is to this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing. Game has very few verbs in a way that I really appreciate. I think that you can move and you can talk, mm. and they and you can use the radio. And I think they do. They 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 change things up enough, but they also introduce those verbs in ways you don't expect, such as when you can do the the voice thing on the picture. Um, at the end of the game, when you see the photo of you and you can select the voice thing. Oh, and you can look at. No, no, like when they're showing a photo and you can pick what she says about right. the epilogue. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. like they, they introduce the radio verb in a new way when you get a new radio. Yep. I think that's interesting ways to build up your, your game mechanics in ways that you don't have to constantly introduce new mechanics. You can take your mechanics and make them more interesting yeah. over five hours in a way that I don't get bored as a player. So that's a I I really 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 like this game, a lot, and I think that um. It it, it got me it got me in the gut at the end in a way that yeah. I, I didn't I didn't expect and I was I fully embraced. Yeah, this is this is I can say this is one of my favorite games I think I've ever played. Um, a few of the a few of the things the likes that I forgot to mention. Before I go into the weaknesses, um, uh, I really I also really liked the ending. Um, I really liked the ending, and I also really liked when I looked up how the ending can change. So for me, the ending ended with looping back to the beginning, and so it made you question: That's Were you just ended. were you just replaying this the way that it had been happening the entire time? And like, are are you all dead? And is this just something that we've been this This is a continual loop that's an infinite loop that's been occurring. Like, I love that it asks it makes you ask that question about what you just did. Um, uh, that being said, I also love when I found out that you can actually 
not have that thing loop at the end when I found out that you can, depending on your choices, make Michael not have died. Uh, that's cool. I think there's a lot of really cool things you can, there. You can reject everyone. You can reject everyone and not say anything ever. That's like, why I thought that last, uh, uh, or the first flashback with Michael in it, I thought that's what the entire through line was going to be about. Yeah. It's going to be about saving him. Or you can have Jonas talk to his mom. Um, Oh, Which and that, that was a big thing for me. That was that. So that was a big thing for me. That, that just because I cultivated me. that relationship with Jonas the whole time. And I, you know, in the, the, the mirrors where you can't always see the choices, but I definitely saw the choice of make sh- like, let Jonas speak to his mom. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, that stuck out to me when I made that choice. And I was like, I don't know when this is going to come up, but it's coming up. And Wait, so yours it, told you to let Jonas speak to the mom? You didn't yes. have that? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Mine said, do not let Jonas speak oh, to his okay. mom. Okay. And then I was very internally conflicted on that. Yeah. And but personally, and as a player of this game where I just, and they wrote Jonas in a way that just made me feel awful for it. Cause I yeah. thought that for whatever reason, former Alice was like, do not let like, they made it sound like it was gonna be some fucking shit. Yeah, and I I just felt that way. Like, I just knew I thought they and I and then yeah. from there I was like, I no, that's why just, when I was watching you do the end and Alex when I was watching you Alex do the end. Um, Alex is Alex. Alex, Alex Rice. is Alex. Yep. Um, and you wouldn't let uh, him speak to his mom, and I'm like, no, 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 he's got to speak to his mom. I didn't think it, I didn't mom. think it was his mom, but you also had. I a, didn't think it was either. Yeah. Oh, see, I did. Yeah, I, I did. Oh, really? I was a little iffy on that. Um, but I also like I had built up, I think, such a connection to Jonas at that point. Like, yeah. Any opportunity I had to to try to be closer to him, to make sure he was the one that was going with me, I always chose that, mm. and so I would always push conversations with him that went into to deep places, and so like I wanted so badly for him to have that connection but that i made sure that i gave him that what's interesting about that is that because i had that earlier thing i thought i was working in jonas's best interest by not doing it and and jonas begs you and 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 the writing around when alex says no it just you it they wrote in a way like when i was like i was like i want to let you do this but we have to go now or we can't get out of here and i thought so what's again it's cool Two different approaches that both felt genuine um, to what your intent was. Right. Quick note before we go into the negatives. Um, the only time in this game where I thought, ah, oh, fuck, I wish I hadn't done that was when I picked Nona instead. And I threw the rock in the ocean. No, I saw I saw it when, yeah, that's yeah. right. When you picked Nona and instead it, of Jonas or Ren. It I was cool that. because, I, because I like part of me, I think I was just in the, I was kind in of the radio hung, tower. I was kind of hung over and I miss it. It's, it's when they're when argu- Ren and, and Jonas are arguing or yeah. arguing and you have to go back into the town to try to get the lock to go to the Adler uh, estate. And I was like, you're both are being dumbasses. I'm taking no, no, let's get the yeah. fuck out so, of here. I picked Jonas. So yeah, I picked Jonas. I, 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 accidentally, I accidentally hit Nona, but from a storytelling perspective, that's something that I felt like I would say, like if I'm well, like, if they're too, if they're angry, I'd be, oh, yeah. I would be like, fuck it. I'm taking Nona. Yeah. And then as soon as I'd walk out of there, I'd be like, shit, I should have taken Jonas. No, I wouldn't have been like, shit, I'd have been like, you two are being assholes. You deserve each other. Have fun in the tower. Bye. Oh, uh, see, yeah, well, I, I mean, I get that's where I, you're coming from. But like, for me, that's not at all where, where I was. And so, like, the gameplay lined up exactly with how I, like, would have felt in real it's life. It's just cool that it lets you, again, express yeah. your intent. But also, I was, A, I felt like I, I liked hanging out with Jones anyways. But also, I was like, well, if Ren and Nona are alone, maybe that relationship made it fuck. No, no. But also the funny thing about Alex taking... <laughs> but also, maybe they but fuck. Also, but also, maybe they fuck. If, Yeah, but also, the, it's funny that Alex took Nona because I, when I was playing that, I was like, if I was Alex Rice right now and the girl that I would like in this game would probably be, be Nona. Nona. I mean, she funny. got a no, beanie dude. on. Hey, <laughs> no, I know. no, dude, I'm a Clarissa guy. Well, yeah. No, I could have told Why, you that. Why, is it because she has red speech bubbles? Uh, mean redhead? Absolutely. 
I'm just um, saying. I'm just stay saying. away from my woman. So okay. So wait, wait. Wendy's nice. So the the the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Wendy. Uh, about that, because you didn't pick Nona. There's a great part where they say no one's happy with this decision, and then you say Nona's happy, and then I said that, and Nona's like, because you put Nona on the spot about it. She's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I get. Can we go? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just everyone's yeah, really awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> um, okay, so so weaknesses. So I will say, I think to preface it with this, and this is, I think, a, a note that I gave to the three of you when I was urging you to play it. Um, is because of the immersive nature and the fact that it's so strongly narrative driven, I urged you to just really like let yourself dive into it. Um, I very much did that. And so I definitely, while I was playing it, had very few moments of uh, dissatisfaction with the game. Um, the one area that that was the case for me while I was playing it was uh, the letters at the end because it felt kind of tacked on. Uh, and I did make a point to go find all of them and without having any kind of fast travel or anything like that, uh, at that point, it really just felt like collecting things for the sake of collecting things. I did appreciate the narratives that were expanded upon when I did find those letters. Um, but I would have liked if there was maybe if maybe if they'd been introduced in in the storyline a little sooner, uh, because for me, it was like, you're about to go into the bomb shelter if you go, you're not going to be able to come back. Do you want to go get everything, essentially? And so I was like, yo, I got to go get these letters and find the anomalies. Um, and, well, I enjoyed finding the letters because they added to the narrative. Finding the anomalies that I hadn't found, I didn't see much value in the anomalies. That being said, I will say I got to give the studio credit. They actually used the coordinates of the anomalies to link to kind of a scavenger hunt that led to a website, which then led to uh, this thing that, I love bees.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, but it, it basically led to some clues about like the things that they were indicating about what this meant for real life. I haven't followed the whole, I haven't gone through that whole rabbit hole yet, um, but I did think it was kind of clever that they said, hey, we're going to use th these Easter egg things that we're putting in the game um, that don't really feel like they're for much of a reason other than to add to atmosphere because there were a few that were pretty creepy. Um the anomalies do did actually lead to a, a greater part of the experience, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but yeah. that being said, they didn't feel like they added that much while I was playing. Are you um, going to tell Dan and Alex about your room? Dan has a room full of printouts and, and strings and, and, and oh. push pens, and he's trying to figure the fucking thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Follow the money, Dan. Follow, follow Illuminati confirmed. Um, but... Uh, and so I think what while I was in the game, that was pretty much the only thing that really stood out to me other than... There were some moments, as much as I loved the dialogue and loved the voice acting and loved the pacing, there were some moments where I was like, why the fuck aren't these kids freaking the fuck out more than they are presently? Oh, yeah. Because brownies. There, right, there was some stuff where I'm just like, man, if that shit were happening, I would I would be a lot more distressed than this. I, did, I was trying to um, imagine it in a VR headset, and I would probably just freak the fuck out. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I just just being those kids in that going through that on that island, I I refuse to believe that they would be that calm. That being said, the narrative was so strong and so impactful and something that I felt so good about that I um I was down for it. 
So while I was playing, that's kind of all I noticed. In terms of after the fact, just thinking about it, trying to apply critically, um, you know, there really wasn't much for me to dislike about this game. Uh, I really did love so much about it that, um, sure, there were little things here and there with the dialogue or the movement or the controls, but there was nothing about it that I felt really deterred from the experience other than that last little scavenger hunt for the letters kind of thing. Uh, and so, you know, I, I liked it. Uh, I liked the resolve to the story. I, I, there wasn't anything that left me like, it didn't feel like they just kind of conveniently wrapped everything up. I felt like it was there. Um, I will say I wouldn't have minded if there were maybe a little more to the, when the replays start to happen and you're like rewinding the tape uh, to sync it up with the music, if there were something a little more robust game element wise about that. But that being said, this, this game is a narrative driven game about living that narrative. I don't think that the game mechanic was really needed. And to Mason's point, I think one of the beauties of this game is in its simplicity is in where it, um, where it achieves doing a lot with, very few things. And I, and so, you know, maybe it would have been nice if there was game mechanic. That being said, you know what? It may have detracted. I don't know. And that's kind of, we had a similar conversation, I think, with Firewatch, where we all kind of were like, well, it might have been nice if you could do a little bit more of, of that game mechanic kind of thing. Um, but then again, it's like, does it detract from the narrative? And that's another one of those games that I think the further we out we get from having played it, I look back more, even more and more fondly on it because it, it just made me feel things in a, in a good way. Um, you know, connected to that narrative and uh, and just hit me in a, in a good way, the way that, that, that Oxenfree did. So, all right, Dylan. Um, a couple of things you addressed kind of the collectathon aspect of it, of collecting the uh, the 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 letters and the anomalies. Um, the reason I didn't seek them out, I mean, outside the the I felt like there was no there was no challenge to it. For sure, it, it was walking around. It was, it was a time sink, right? Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I kind of felt like the game was a little long for my taste. And I played it in two sessions, and I played it, you know, in the evening, coming home from work and being kind of tired, and yeah. also wanting to finish it to talk about it. Right. So I felt like the game was a little long for me. Um, just just in terms, not even in terms of story. Like I think everything that's in there should be there. I, I can't, nothing jumps out at me that's something to be taken out, but it did feel kind of long for me. Um, but to that point, because, you know, there are points where it's just like, I don't want to walk back to town. I don't yeah. want to walk over here. And what what am I going to get? I'm going to get a little bit of more story, but like nothing that's obviously crucial. Otherwise, I would have been forced to find it. Yeah. So that was my frustration with that. And I think along that collecting idea, like games like, like an <laughs> Assassin's Creed, for example, where some of these worlds are so huge and vastly realized that you realize how many developers must have put the time into crafting some of these things, and, and they'll put collectible items somewhere simply so that you see some of yeah. this work that they've done. Mm -hmm. um, and this was a case where you're only retreading. You're ne it's never taking you somewhere new. Uh, but for me, by the time I did it, and and I think for most people, by the time that the letters come about in the game, if I'm you go to every area, yeah, by the you've already been to every area. So it's kind of like you're just retreading for the sake of retreading and you're not discovering anything. And either. to that point, I felt like the map was very bad at communicating. It would communicate where a certain node you're at, where the spokes went. 
but it did not. Yeah, but oh, you, I agree hundred percent. The map, the map makes no sense. Yeah, but I'm also gonna, I'm gonna like, rag yeah, on that yeah. too. It, because I, like I didn't know that there's a path that winds down this hill yeah, to so, get to the town so, from this side. I didn't have a problem with the map, but watching Alex play, I realized how problematic the map was. So there's a part. Reasons. There's a really good part where it. There's when Ren and Nona go to the bomb shelter. And it's like, all right, we're gonna wait for you to send the signal, and then you have the <laughs> the flashback of of Ren drowning. Yep. Or not the flashback, but you have you have the vision of Ren drowning, and you're kind of like, should we go see him? And Jonas is like, no. I'm like, okay, we won't go see him. I'm like, all right, where am I? And I start walking around, and then I just run into them. I had that I'm too. Like, this just breaks the entire that entire uh, little segment. But they speak to it. Sure, but it's I'm kind of like, that's that's where they show Ren falling off the do bridge, this. right? No, that's where they're standing in front of the door of the bomb shelter. But li- oh, literally, okay, yeah, yeah. In my- they're like, oh, did we get the directions wrong? Were we supposed to go? flip the switch and gotcha. it was like what the game and I'll talk about it about the ending too the game did not the game did not do what I wanted it to do like yeah. the game when I I wanted to make a choice I felt like I couldn't make the choice I wanted to and that was especially important during the the ending sequence so from the time where you're underwater talking to the ghost they're just throwing things at you. There's like, okay, you can talk to them. Here's the thing. You can use the radio to, to close the portal and do this. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Am I going to die? Is Clarissa going to die? What's going to happen? And everything is just happening so fast. So like the Clarissa possessed Clarissa starts talking and I immediately start fiddling with the radio. I'm like, well, the only way to interface with this game is either talking to the radio and I have the radio, so I'm just going to use the radio. And Clarissa ghost is like, oh, so you don't even care what I have to say? We're just going to start closing the portal? I'm like, I don't know. Does that mean I'm going to die? And then they open the secondary portal and like, you can just leave. It's like, does that mean you're going to keep Clarissa? Like, they just start throwing all of these Wait, possibilities. You got a secondary you. portal? Yeah, so so you and I, Alex, ended the game the same way. Where Alex and I... That was so upsetting. Did you the portal? We just talk? closed it right away. Yeah. We just like, boom, did it. I, I, had, I did. I had a long... That's so you long had a really ending. long ending and you had a long Because I told you guys I talked like. the ghost down. Uh, you, yeah, I talked yeah, the ghost see, down. We didn't talk to the... Alex and I just like fucking... We're like, no, so, peace out, bitch. So, yeah. so it's like, so, we're doing this. So that entire sequence was really important to me because I yeah. feel like that... like That's my favorite type of storytelling where like you take this 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 normal relatively normal situation you take normal regular people and you and you raise and you raise them up to this kind of this this existential challenge and you have them rise like i feel like one of the best endings that i've had it's not even like a good ending in terms of narrative it's a good ending in terms of like emotion is the ant-man ending because ant-man shrinks down to this infinitesimal size and he is left in this 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 existential (laughs) rift where he then has to, you know, he's either going to be stuck there or he's going to figure it out. And that and those are the kinds of stories I like where we take, where we go from an average day-to-day life to a more cerebral existential life. And I yeah. thought it was doing it very well, except I wasn't getting, it was, it was no longer my story. I felt like the control had been wrenched away from me and given to them because they just added all this mayhem and chaos to it and I was getting flustered and confused because I didn't want to make the wrong choice and I made the choices I made. So, like Mason, I talked the ghost down. I and and then the that sequence ends and you wake up and you're on the ferry going back to town. Right. And then there's the end credits or the the ending sequence where you're talking on the picture. Mm-hmm. So, Nona and Ren stayed together, which I was like, great. That's cool. That's great. 
Jonas and I had drifted apart. Uh, and mm. Alex was saying, like, this kid's kind of weird. I only see him at Thanksgiving. I hope he's not weird. He stayed in town. I decided to go out of town and go to college somewhere else. And that's not what I wanted. I absolutely did not want Jonas and I. And I thought our relationship outside the part where I left him in the in the in the radio tower with Ren, I thought our relationship was fine. So leaving him in the radio tower is a big way to make that happen. Because I looked up how I looked up all the things that lead to that to these different endings after the fact, and leaving him in the radio tower is one of the main well, ways that's, to make. Well, him then I not. feel like that's a lack of communication with the the things that I feel like would be important and what the game feels like would be important in in causing a rift in a relationship. And I think. That frustrated me. And I was like, that's not what I wanted. I think it's cool that we're at a point where you can make that criticism. Sure. And then the ultimate criticism, and I don't know if you guys had this, but when you finish all the little dialogue things on that picture, the green the screen kind of flashes and flickers yep. mm-hmm. and the go and Alex starts talking with like a possessed voice. I'm like, that's fuck that. Don't end like that. That's no, but that's what I was so that's mm. I you might hate that. I fucking love it. That's what I was just saying is a positive for me. Like, I love that idea that it, because that was such an integral part to the, sorry, finish, finish, and we can talk about it, but. I like open endings. If it's someone riding off in the sunset, I mean, not literally, but if it's, if it's, if it's a, it's a, if a, the inception ending, if it's a blue sky ending, the inception ending, sure. Because that doesn't, that doesn't determine, that doesn't create the rest of the story false or that doesn't make it like unimportant. But, but but was it unimportant? I feel like it's unimportant because like all the hard work that I just did. That, so let me ask you this though: What that, if all the hard work you just did was simply an infinite loop that has now been continuing for time immemorial, and you are glimpsing, you are simply seeing one of those loops back where it's like, okay, we're we're gonna go back to this island and we're doing it again and again, because there are choices you can make during that loop that that ending doesn't happen. That's why I figured. Yeah. And again, I felt like the choices I made did not come to the resolution that they gave me. So I'm like, and I think that last, there are, there are parts of that ending sequence that are brilliant. And there are parts of the ending sequence that are super frustrating. Yeah. Um, I felt like the interruption mechanic with the dialogue is not well communicated. I didn't know if it's predicated on certain times Alex just interrupts and certain times they don't, mm-hmm. or if it's a long press on the, on the button you press or if it's just a short tap, that's not well communicated because there are multiple times where it's like, all right, I want this conversation to play out, but the dialogue choices are fading away, so I need to click something, and then she interrupts what they were saying. I was like, well, I wanted to hear what they had to say. So that was frustrating to hear. Um, I didn't know that the music speed of the tape spinners ah. unlocked the puzzle because like the first like five I did, I just spun them as fast as I could and it unlocked them. I was like, cool. And then when you do the one in Adler's house, I was in there for like a good five minutes, like just slamming my heads against all the tape players. Yeah. I'm like, I'm spinning this. I don't that's understand what the problem is. And then I started listening. So that's cool that, you know, yeah. you, you, you figure it out using your own, your own wits. But up until that point, they don't make them difficult. No. And I thought that they had, and it maybe I, I encountered that in the first one where I was spinning. They said something. They said something. They said something to me. They, they, they tutorialized that a little bit. But yeah. I can understand how. I mean, I mean, but that like that's onboarding. I think. <laughs> God damn it! Well, especially when onboarding <laughs> is done through dialogue, it's so easy to to, to miss. just miss mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like, and there are times where I like glanced down at something that was happening in my living room, and I glanced up, and a dialogue choice is faded. It was like fuck, because yeah. you know the game is half, you know. And that's why I suggested mm-hmm. like for me it was like I'm sitting in my room. 
or in my in my living room in my with filth the, with the lights off Doritos. no one around me and just literally doing like hyper focusing on this just game. naked Dorito but, just, just naked Dorito but, everywhere so yeah. I think that well there's that, a flaw I think it I think it can oh, for sure. it can go both ways I kind of like that it required you to be actively involved no yeah and I did too but like there yeah. I'm not speaking to the other side of it I'm just saying that I think that um yeah for that me was a for me for, you. for me personally I'd, are we and we can talk about it. I want yeah. I want yeah, to get through yeah, 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 finish, yeah. finish things the static of the ghost made it hard to hear them especially in the beginning i couldn't uh, yeah. understand and but i would turn the subtitles on and like i, still, I thought that was they don't put subtitles, I don't put that subtitles was on for the as well and that's what i thought so i was very frustrated with that in the beginning i don't i know i'm trying to cut you off but it made more sense to me as i went as their messaging got more clear as the story so, went so on. this is something i want to come back to but i want to say it while i'm thinking of it so we don't forget it uh we need to talk about intentional frustration as a game I, design and i think there's a lot of that mechanic. especially in like my, the um, ending, and, and i want to come back to that and the I, ending that i had i feel like there's a and lot that's of that. what i want that's why i want to come back to it because i i yeah i enjoyed the space i like the space i like the island but i didn't love it so yeah. i mean there there i mean obviously for me there's a there's a, there's a like and there's a love and like this space you know i you know if you play dear esther it's a lonely island see band I, joke i i feel the opposite I, I like the Dear Esther Island. I love the Oxenfree Island. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the reverse. Yeah. And to my second point, I might like things the first time I see them. Mm. I think that's it. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, if I go see something, if I go see a movie or read a book or something, and it's kind of predicated a lot of knowledge, you know, it's using archetypes that have been introduced somewhere else. If it's not twisting them in a new and unique way, I get bored. That, expl- that explains a lot about your tastes. So it makes a lot of sense. I would like this game a lot more if I hadn't already played Life is Strange. Sure. So that being said, they both were being developed they at the do same diff- time. They they're so you, like, developed not, the same one time. One didn't and, come after the other. No, was, I know, but I'm saying that I played one and then I played the other. And they both do a lot of similar things sure. from teen perspective, Pacific Northwest, you know, airy creepy vibe. The font, the pause screen font is the font in Life is Strange. Yeah. It's the exact same like that, scrawly ha- is, long hair, font. Scrawly hairline font. Yeah. 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 And I think TM. I would like this game a lot more if a lot of the ideas were not already communicating me hmm. in Life is Strange. Right. Like so if you had played this one first and then Life is Strange you might feel the same the other yeah, way. The, uh, the opposite yeah. way. So sure. if you guys play Life is Strange I feel like you'd feel the opposite way. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you would think Oxygen Free is better than Life is Strange predicated on that and other, I, and other I things. I don't at fall prey to that. I, I know we're totally where you're coming from, and I, I don't think I, it's a better or worse. I think yeah. it's what you personally got out. Of and it. I yes. think that it speaks to more also that I don't think it has to be a categorical one above the other. It doesn't have to be A and B, and A has to be above one or the other. Because I think that you know, I mean, we I think we all experienced this when we played Alan Wake. If you've played Alan Wake, it's a lot of right. I, I, don't, I don't think that, I, don't, I, don't, I think that the. Life is Strange as a game might be introducing the, the time loop mechanic, but that's been exploited by media. You know, I wasn't even thinking yeah. about the timeline. I was thinking mostly about the 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 teenager well, if interaction. It's a teen, teenage drama, you know, melodrama like that. Well, and and I like in terms of Life is Strange, and I haven't played all of it yet. But in terms of the time loop, there's a very different thing that I like more in Life is Strange about having power over. Yeah, the you time have loop. control. And there's a, but to me that's a different thing. That's sure. like. Um, cause one is used as a narrative element for, for the but, lack of control mm-hmm. and one is used as a narrative element for having, but control. speaking from the themes and the setting and the ideas yeah, and the influences that both of these games obviously borrow from. Sure. I think that, I think that life is strange is more inspired of like kind of teen drama, like high school drama. And, and then I haven't, I've only played episode one, 
Whereas I think that Oxenfree is very much rooted in the Goonies, the Stranger Things, 80s the same, well, but say the same. But sure, I mean, yes. So Oxenfree like came out before Stranger Things, so it's but it's the same. No, yes. no, no, no. I mean, like this Oxenfree to me is a horror game. 1980s Stephen King. And, I think, but and I think Oxenfree is a Steven horror Spielberg. game. I think Life is Strange is not horror. No, I don't think so either. So I think they're I think they're different in that regard. And but I think just because they're drawn, different to you doesn't mean they're different in, to me. That that's totally fair. But yeah. I, was I saying that? No, but I think like you're trying to communicate that the, you're trying to make sure that I have these things separate to compare them or to to know no, that no, they no, no, sit no, no. in separate. Yeah, he's, he's just saying the way he sees it. Okay. I'm not even saying. I'm saying that I see that I when comparing the the thematic things, the lens that I'm coming from is that Oxenfree is a tense horror experience whereas life is strange is an involved dramatic experience well to that point to the horror experience i didn't get scared very much in this game i was scared I one time did you, scared. did you have clarissa hang herself no i did yeah what? i did not yeah. see that so, so, I think Dan and I this, played a different we played a very different <laughs> game. Yeah. no there are two scary parts the first scary part is when she jumps from the building which is after she hangs herself I didn't have her hanging herself. See, okay. yeah, you That's, and I I'm had glad the same to know. thing. Glad it's because you and I had it's her talk we had that because we pushed her crazy. at the fire. So, the second scary, well, the, the second scary part, which happened before Clarissa jumps out of the building, is when you're in the 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 out the 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 woods, the 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 woods in the building, and the lights flash, and Jonas freaks out. That yeah. was legitimately scary because oh. they flash the ghost and they flash I the lights. I thought that was a cheap scare. That, no, that, that, was, that was when I turned the lights in my apartment back on. <laughs> I, I found it pretty eerie and scary when the wardrobe was in the middle of the forest. I thought that oh, was scary. I thought everything in Fort Milner or whatever was terrifying yeah, yeah. with the oh, beds, and they're like, "These God. beds are scary." I'm like, "Yeah, the fucking yeah, damn terrifying, fucking right? Dude. They're scary." Um, so I keep going. Um, do you have any more? Oh, I just thought of this one. I I liked the the perspective, the yeah. the, the 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 distance, but. That's not my favorite kind of perspective. So I know the, why the they did 2. it. The 2.5D. Well, not even that, the 2.5D. Sort of the way pulled out. Like oh, you can see every room in the house. Yeah. The, mo- the model's this big. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. and I know why they did it. Is you know it's because yeah. like well we don't want a super detailed model because we just don't have the 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 strength to do that. Also, it's a really nice, you know, aesthetic. But another reason why I like kind of over the shoulder third person games is because it, it 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 makes it more personal with the the character yeah mm. whereas this you know this this pulled out thing and i think they did it really well i really liked it and they do and they're very they're very animated with their with their um body language and everything yeah. so I've, I have no complaints about what the their choice in that but it's not my preferred way to to view a game yeah, yeah. um but you liked the game overall yeah yeah so um much to your point that um i, I think uh some of your your the weaknesses you point out are a reflection of of your tastes or or the way you personally experience the game. For me, at the beginning, um, this is not a critique of the game, but more a critique of myself and and games in general. Um, I w- I started playing this like a video game, and Dan pointed it out where yeah. when, when I first get the radio, I'm like walking all around like it's a fucking mind detector, <laughs> and I'm waving it like from from front to it back. It was driving me fucking crazy. I'd already played the game, but I wanted him to. I'm just like walking that, that, wish... that main area. I'm like going five feet, 
turn the radio on, moving it, going five feet, moving it, and Dan's like, stop. It's, it feels pretty accurate to how you just interact with the world, though. I wish that's, that's, Alex walks the light switch on off, next light switch on off. That's totally fair. I really wish I was a fly on the wall during that play session, I was where it's just no, I was, Dan grinding his teeth, was, just like seething in rage. I wanted Alex to have I look his own eyes. No, really, it's like and I really Alex play Resident Evil, though, which is when, when you and I watch Alex. That I'm was like, fucking scary. No, I was like, Alex, you have to move you have to somewhere. Move. You, you have, have somewhere. to move you have somewhere. To do right, Alex is like walking in. Sorry. Take out the flashlight. Sorry. Game right, scared. Take me. out the pistol. All right. Uh, <laughs> green herb. No, it was literally that. <laughs> Game scared the crap out of me. Anyway. And so, Alex is like really good at video games. Like, let's not, it's not a skill set issue. No, not at all. <laughs> so, I, um, he's pro. It MLG, was Overwatch. It was interesting that like that's the way I approached the the game at first in, instead of as a story. Um, but I think like the next game that I, I play like this, I'd be more I, I will be more prepared to just be like, all right, I'm just going to experience this like not like a game. Um, and so my two other just like main problems with the game, very similar to I think what you were saying by the end of the game. I feel like at some point because the entire game, everything I knew was what everything. Play, uh, character Alex knew every choice she made was every choice that I made we were on the same page and then at some point I feel like she figured out that she was going to sacrifice herself and made that decision and came to terms with it well before I realized that that's what the fuck was going on and so I got to that realization at that point what I felt when I felt like that decision was out of my hands um, and that was both kind of frustrating from a gameplay perspective but also kind of emotionally jarring like like, oh God, I have to do this and I have no say in the matter. Why don't I get a choice here? And I, I think the way I chose the dialogue with the ghost, because at that point I quickly came to terms with that. I was like, all right, we're back in playing a game. Fuck this ghost. I'm out kind of thing. I didn't really pursue the the ghost conversation options. Yeah, fuck you, ghost. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck, from New fuck you. I really wish ghosts were real so Alex could just guess. fuck you, ghost. Walk into a room and be like, fuck you, ghost. It's only because Alex... You're like, saying that like I haven't done no, that. No, it's only because Alex like shrugged his shoulders like, yeah, fuck these ghosts, man. <laughs> so, well, the my jersey's coming out. I don't even like this island. <laughs> yeah, this is, close the bridge down. I don't care. You're worse than fucking Philly. Um, At least Chris Christie's not your governor. Ghost. Yeah, and so then my my other right third thing, camera. that fucking map, it looked great, but I felt so lost, especially at the end when I was trying to 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 reach. And it was so, and so it's not. And I think you make a really good point about frustration as a game desi- design device, but towards the end when I feel like Alex knew the the island better, I feel like. I should have had a better idea of where to go. Like being lost made sense early in the begin in the game, but not towards the end. And I don't think that's why I think the map failed because I don't think that was an intentional frustration. Totally, device. I think totally. the end. Huh? The, I think the end being super confusing about what you should do and Alex sacrificing herself and what the results were. I think that that was intentional because Absolutely. the frustration fit with the narrative. Mm. Um, I think that so for me, like by the time I got to that point, I just knew I. I'm really good with directions and memorizing huge directions. Where so good, like, directions in, are so good. Like I'm that guy when I play tiny. Skyrim, I don't have to use the map after a certain point. Yeah, because I just I know where the things are. Except that it's, I'm not. I'm, 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 not, I'm, the, I'm look, the best look, with directions. So you, except <laughs> that Skyrim is you can be a jackass, but at the same point, like, the point I'm trying to make here is I'm fucking with you. I man. didn't get that because that's that's what works for me in games. And it wasn't until, and this is from a design perspective, it wasn't until I was watching someone else play that mm. where I realized that that map was poorly designed. Yeah. Can I also and that's the point that yes. I'm trying to make a point too about uh, the, how many sessions did you play it in? 
two and a half. Two and a half. I played it in about four. You played it in one. Yeah, absolutely. When I, uh, and I had a thing, and I, and I wasn't trying to be a jackass, but I was laughing no, at I was, more. No, no, I know. I played You're calling it in like Alex three. Jackass, and he's a jackass, so I play, it's fair. I play in like Thanks, three. buddy. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, love, I know. I love all of you equally, but Dylan just a little more. The um, <laughs> All right. The Haven't burned the stock. Animal Farm. What's interesting is that I felt like I if I book. played the game for longer than 30 minutes, my familiarity with the space was there in a way that I appreciated, but also... I didn't need the map after I played for a certain amount of time, yep. which is why I think it wasn't a problem for you. But I came back. I'll let you finish. I, I was, one of my complaints when I came yeah, back. I think you're making a really good point. And also, here's another interesting piece of data for this point. I was hungover. Okay, you can call me a jackass too. All right, I, mean, I, I, I muttered that under my breath every time I see you. I was hungover when I was playing at the, the, the time when I was most lost. So I wonder if that <laughs> oh, played into God. it. Dude, that's like the narrative of my life. I took that in a life. really sad way. Like, I was hungover, and that's when I was at my most lost. <laughs> hey, Alex, dude, most, you're not I'm wrong. I, I've had those walks through Richmond, too, man, where I'm just like, what am I doing with my yep. life? And I'm like, oh, Morrissey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I'm just kidding. And it all comes full circle. The band, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else about them? Um, I agree with Dylan's point to a, deg- to a degree that agree to a degree yeah so when the tape cuts at the end i felt like oh, nice mason's holding up his degree uh deodorant i don't think that's his it's mine oh over there. um <laughs> agree to an old spice i think both you uh, dylan and dan make good points as to how you could take that ending yeah. i prefer things i, I, I would have preferred it to be just the photo because i think that's strong enough that like oh this might be a loop but I feel like the the tape cut and the 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 jolt almost solidified that more, making that like this is the ending. Let's come back to the ending. Going to the back to the map for a second. Have everyone, map. No, this is this, this is have everyone expressing their frustration with it makes it even funnier that when you bring the map up, it's just everyone smiling heads, <laughs> just like grinning at you, just run like, hey. So, um, map is beautiful though. Yes. It might not be functional, but it is beautiful. But uh, and it's it's. To me, can I, can I jump in? All yours. Um, the floor the, is yours. I don't have a lot of complaints. Um, but so my issue with the map actually was less of the functionality of the map. I think it was confusing to a point, but like I figured out what they were saying with the little arrows, and I thought that the arrows were a nice UI touch to at least explain yeah. on top of this layer. Sure. The um, my thing was is that they, I came back to the game after not playing it for because I had to play this game pretty much an hour burst essentially. Um, I came back to the game and there was, there's only like two instances in the entire game where they don't write on the map what you need to do. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? Uh, yeah. So I was just running around the island <laughs> and the game, you know, thank whoever thought they would do this. If you spend long enough running around, one of the characters will say, weren't we supposed to go to the fucking radio tower? Yep. Or like, weren't we? And like, so I was frustrated with the map in that regard. But um, I felt like it was it was it was functional, but it, it shouldn't have been annoying. You know what else I just realized that this may also be why I have a slightly different take on it because the 16-bit era was so formative for me in terms of how I play games. Before I I navigate through like think so. Link to the Past is a great example. You go from this. There's there's a block mm-hmm. and everything happens in that block and then you go to the next block and everything happens in, and there's an in 
an ingress and, and an egress. And there's an ingress and an egress in that block that are in very specific spots. And so going into that section, you learn where the in and out are very quickly, and then you just know where that in and that out are. Um, I'm wondering if that also why we may have different experiences having, you know, not had that 2D 16-bit formative, this is how you play video games So g- way of getting into things at first. I've been playing Hyper Life Drifter, which is very much inspired yeah. by Zelda, yeah. and I'm far enough in the game now that I'm like, this map is useless. I don't know where I am. I well, guess I'm just going to go with it. See, and that's like, if you look at Legend of Zelda, the map, the map will show you which block you are in, but it's not going to tell you how to navigate that block. And and so you it's, you have to take it on yourself. My, you have to take it on your and that's like the oxen free map tells you which block you're in, and then you just need to know how to go in and out of that block because well, they, of your they time. They tell in you that. which direction each. Sure, but it's not. It doesn't always correlate. It doesn't always correlate to where it is. Sure. You but, don't know but, how tall that individual piece is. Right. Sure. Exactly. I'm, so so that, I'm just I'm just theorizing about reasons that that I may have mis misread why that map worked for me versus why it clearly didn't have. That same I really want a nice cool studio guy to listen to this and be like, okay, I, 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 it's the map. I get it. God, God. Well, but I also, I also <laughs> think they probably I have like think so a, many conversations about it too. A huge point about why it, I mean, I think you're right with your, your classically trained game experience. That sounded pejorative. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Conservatorily trained. Your liberal arts I didn't game mean, experience. Like, as it came you out, I knew I was a mother. You <laughs> bourgeoisie motherfucker what I'm trying to say is that I, I, while I think the map functionally might have the point is that I think really playing in that space you get familiar with the space I think that because you play yeah, I, I think, I I think, think the, one, more, the one sitting thing had a lot to do I think with it because like, yeah. the thing I is that like, like I love and you love Shadow Complex Metroid games that are the map is not always on screen yeah. it's about exploration yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think you're right where the in and out thing and I wasn't thinking about that a lot Especially in the forest where it's kind of like it's yeah you just need to learn you just like you 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 know you're in a specific section where you're learning well what's good about the forest is that there's a low road and there's a high road right so there's only like two ways to go I I think every space kind of had a clear um, yeah but that the 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 epiphany fields zigzagged and you didn't go down near the bomb shelter until later on in the game yeah and I was having difficulty finding epiphany fields was a mess Um, anomalies Hyrule field so. I never have the urge in games to explore and look for things unless it's Red Dead Redemption. So, <laughs> so unless you're Red Dead oh, Redemption, wait, hold on. did you get all the legendary animals? Yes. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck yes. yeah. Because yeah. it's fucking oh, sweet and as fuck. Free? But that actually no, speaks, to, <laughs> that actually speaks <laughs> to Dylan's point where the mechanic to get the legendary animals was fun in Red Dead. So I did not explore, but I, Far Cry I found. Oh hell yeah! Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought you were saying they're bad. No. Okay. Oh, I haven't um, played Red Dead, so I'm using one yeah, I can relate to. And I think the anomalies to me, whereas that you saw them as a negative, um, they worked really well as they built this mystique. But I agree with you that when I went back to them, I would get one that I think was intended for earlier, where it's like kind of adding to this tension of like, yeah. I'm hearing like submarines. I'm like, dude, I already know about the fucking submarine. Right, well, yeah, that. the first one you run into is like in the forest. And I'm like, what is this mushroom? And I'm like, tuning the radio to it. And it's like sparkling. And then I'm like, and I can't read the text because the text is so fucking tiny over top of it. And I'm like, really? Well, I guess that's it. And then I walked away from it. You might, your resolution might have been wrong. My resolution was fine, dude. It was a full screen. Like, unless I... I had no problem with that. That was the only text I couldn't read. Interesting. Hmm. Um, la do We're going to talk about the uncertainty of the ending because I think that that was um, a, a, an interesting point. Um, I think that 
had the game been any longer, I would have had a problem with the locomotion in the game. I agree with that. Um, I think Same. it did a good way of getting out of my way, but there's one particular jump that you do where she stumbles every time you do it, where she like gets there and then slips, and you come back to that point like a couple of times, and I'm like, Alex, just get a little more of a running start next time. Just do it, girl. And which is the point where it's like, if you see something again... Um, this is also like a team of like, like what, like 10 people? The game? Yeah. Something More like that. that. Well, it's, it's, it's X, super it's X Telltale. Team. It's X. Um, the developers also are the ones that did the voice acting, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what some I... Some of them. Yeah. Um, but even like that stuff that frustrated me... Um, did you get the Mario achievement when you did the jump? Oh, the the, the jump in the forest? The yeah, lo- the very the tall, first one. The long one? You jump across this gap... And Jonas freaks out, and then you get the achievement called "It's a Me." Yeah, and I'm like, "What?" He's like, "You just jumped like eight feet across the gap." I'm like, "I guess I did, but it's a video game." <laughs> Sorry. And this is this is like a, a non-complaint, but kind of a, I just thought it was funny. Is that the ferry driver just gives no fucks? Because I went to that door so many times, and I'm like, "Ferry driver!" <laughs> I was thinking about that when I was watching Alex play it, knowing knowing the ending and just all that. When at the very end, when you're going back on the ferry, and I'm like, I wonder who the ferry driver is. So, and other other little cues that I found. Um, so he's the only other person in that game. No, there's a head in that shop, or it looks like a mannequin head. That's or terrifying, something, and that freaked me the fuck out. In, in where? In one of the Main Street shops, there's a mannequin oh, head in the window. Dude, I'm right there with you. And I, I was like, what? I, I have a story about that because my parents, being hairdressers, you know, they have, you know, you can be around mannequin heads. But my mom has this glass mannequin head that she's had since Ooh. I was a little old child, like four years old. And she used to have it in our bedroom or in our living room. And I would, I would be terrified walking in the living room. I had this nightmare once where my parents left the house and I was like banging on the front door, like trying to get out of the house and they like were leaving and I was driving off somewhere. And I turned around and the mannequin head was right there, right behind me. And I freaked out. That would I think freak I, me the fuck I out. I freaked out enough, I think, to wake me up. I hate mannequin heads. Moral of the story. Mannequin, they're fucking scary. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Dylan was, before, sorry, before we go into the, we get, we kind of have to be a little aggressive on our time and I think we can follow up on it next week too. Yeah. You want to discuss more about it? I just wanted to go around table. Dylan, you positive. Yes. Yeah. Positive. Positive for Alex Mason. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. I loved it. Cool. So four out of four. This is the the first game we have all played together on time enough to talk about. Firewatch. 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 All you right, take my idiot. thunder. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Hey, yo, Josie, Alex, you chill the fuck out. Right? You're just fucking cheesesteak. Um, you need a blue let's wig, Let's talk about Alex. this ending real quick. Let's talk about the ending. Let's talk, because I think that there's a lot that we've discussed. I think that we've discussed a lot anyways, but I think one thing that I felt was really strong about this game is that I feel like that there's a lot of conversations. Great sex scenes. There's a lot of conversations <laughs> in games where um, the game is telling me a story and then it's like turn to page 69 or like well yeah <laughs> turn to page wow. 74 and I, and I think that I find that in the Telltale game so what I liked about this game and I think that rubbed you guys a little the wrong way um, is that I felt like I was actively participating with I felt like that this thing was moving and I was trying to punt like get into it and at the ending, I felt like I was supposed to be stressed. I was supposed to be manic, yeah. and I was supposed to be... That didn't rub me the wrong way. I, I, no, no, I said you guys, oh, and I, I motioned. Oh. You, I think you and I agree on this, actually. Let's specify. Mason motioned towards Alex and I. Yes. 
yeah. when he said you guys. So and 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 my main thing is that I felt, and this is something where I find it interesting, is that you, I think you guys or, or Dylan, you said this that you felt that they didn't have the teenage tone correctly. And um, what I felt was actually the most accurate is that they threw all these choices at you in a way that made you feel unequipped to answer them, in a way that you were just scrambling for information and trying to do things. And I identified with that um, in a way that I I found really powerful, and I felt mm-hmm. like I could. I had to just, I had to say something because if I didn't say something at that moment, it could go, I would lose control of the situation. Sure, but that's not the teenage aspect I was talking about. I was talking about the fact that teenagers just don't talk this intelligently. No, 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 no. But I'm, okay. But what I'm saying about that is that it made me feel like it had the voice of the teenager down. Well, and also I, which you said that you think it didn't. It had the voice, didn't have the dialogue. No, but I think it did. And well, specifically to your point, Mason, I think. (laughs) And I'm not. It's fine. It's fine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think. I I think the point that you're bringing up and why. I think mechanically it had me feeling like I was a teenager again. But I think, and why I think you might have felt this, Mason, is, uh, and and I. Sometimes, as a kid, you are forced to grow up sooner than you have to, and you have to act and speak and carry yourself in an older way. Because you're just trying to keep your shit together. Right. And then when certain things happen in your life, you realize that you can't keep your shit together. And I think that the game did a nice job of presenting Alex as someone who was more mature than an 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. But then when push came to shove at the end, it was like she, she, you know, there were moments of she had to let down her facade of keeping herself up. And I think that from the standpoint of the thematic element of death in the game, you know, it it handled death in a really nice way. It handled grief in a really nice way. And it handled the fact that we do not have control over death in a way that that the the frustration and stress and confusion of that type of ending being that way really I think is a perfect corollary to those themes of grief and death and lack of control um, and how that all connects to the overarching story thematic elements. And I thought that's why for me that, that type of ending worked really well. I mean, that's why I agree that the the theming of it being, you know, you feeling like a teenager because you don't know the right thing to do. That's why I agree. But I, I think <coughs> I, I, I'm repeating myself. I mean, I didn't, I think Mason's well, point that, these are characters who were forced to grow up faster, having not been that person or really known too many people like that when I was growing up. I, you know, I, I can only speak for, for what I know, but it makes sense. And it explains why to you, they didn't feel like teenagers because at that point, you know, they've experienced things in their life that most adults haven't. And, yeah. and they're function at that point. They're not teenagers. Like, and I, I want to clarify Dylan that I was not saying that I was what I was trying to illustrate, and I want you to—I want you to make your point because I don't want—I don't want you to feel like you didn't have ground to stand on with that. I, what I'm saying is that the point I made earlier about there being two separate teenage voices in that game—there's mm-hmm. the Alex and Jonas voice and then the Ren and Nona voice—I think was more of the counterpoint to the dialogue thing. What my earlier point about what point I was trying to make earlier is that I felt like it was chaotic in a way that you, as a teenager, should feel out of control on purpose. I and I I agree with that. Um, but the dialogue thing I was saying earlier, the point I just said about them being two classes of teenagers is what I was trying to say. Okay. I can, I can see that. And I hadn't even thought of that until you said that, but 
and that I, makes and I, I think that makes perfect I sense. I think Dan brings up a really good point about being able to relate to a story because yeah, I mean I enjoy sure. I enjoy the story a lot, but it's not like it wasn't I there there wasn't this visceralness to it, like this emotional connection to a lot of it. Like I mean, I, I could understand like Alex's desperation, things like that, and feeling out of control, but like, you know, I don't have parents that are separated. I don't have a, a right. parent who's dead, so yeah. I can't relate yeah. about that. I mean, and Mason brings up, you know, the scene from Incredibles where the parents fight, like, you know, and I feel like that's a much more, uh, that is a much more emotional scene to him than it is to me. Sure, it's the difference between sympathy think... and empathy. It's like you can be sympathetic to right. a point, but you cannot actually be empathetic for something you haven't, like, experienced. In right, and, like, the Incredibles thing, thing works so well for me because I was the kid that snuck into the room. Yeah. Um... But I don't think that, I don't want it to be, I want it to be, I wasn't introducing that as a way of saying that because I have this perspective, it's good writing. I'm saying, I just think I noticed that. I don't know if it's good or bad. It was good writing for me is all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to dismiss anything around it. Um, the other thing is that I think you're right. Is it like, I have a stepbrother. <laughs> Like I had to go through that thing and, yeah. I, and a game has never addressed that. Like, and I felt like someone at least understood, which I think a lot of times can in we, the media. Oh, good. I was like, we also talk about a fe- the fact that it has a female protagonist. I thought Who's that was killer? Awesome. Which, which to be fair, life is strange. Same thing. Yes. Right. Like bringing in a, a cool female protagonist. I, I, I was, is, I was awesome. sitting for most of that game waiting for like, all right, is her hair blue? Because she is like, reacting to a bad situation mm. or is her hair blue because the creators had anime influences and they wanted a character with blue hair and i was just like eyeing it for a while seeing how it was going to turn out and then they get the, the fl- anime influences given by the still art well that well but then they do the flashback and she has yeah. brown hair so yeah. obviously it's her brother died and and, and that was and a way she, of yeah. feeling expressing it, feeling like she had control I, yeah. I hadn't even noticed that until he pointed it out I know that's either. awesome Probably. That's a really, really nice. Yeah, I, didn't, I, was, I didn't notice the flash. I knew she had blue hair. I didn't realize the flashbacks that. The, yeah, she the has brown hair. Brown. I was just watching. I was like, and in, in my ending too, um, everyone, everyone made it back. I made up with Clarissa, and See, Jonas and I, I were didn't, tight. I didn't make up with Clarissa. Um, she was very standoffish at the end. Did you make up with Clarissa? That was the one choice you you didn't. She say. seemed kind of standoffish. So I mean, I guess we. My ending makes it very clear that like you and Clarissa are like. I think we were cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know if she said like, "Oh, we see each other every once in a while" or something. Oh, mine invited me to hang out. That's what mine did. I was like, yeah. hey, you I think they, maybe you and I had the same Clarissa outcome. We have. We did share, she explain we it share all? Clarissas. We share Clarissa. She explained it all, didn't she? I don't like that. She, at Clarissa all. does explain it. All. Everyone, Clarissa, none can of do us, her own none thing, of us, gentlemen. Okay, none of us the, prevented Michael from dying. Nope. No. No. But I can tell you, how would you the, even do that? Uh, has to do with per, like you have to convince him not to go. You have to convince him to stay, and if you convince stay him, to in st- town, like stay not, in town, not like stay in town, not try to, don't go to college, don't leave, don't strike out on your own. Uh, and I, don't, I, I've only read about it. Obviously, I haven't gone back and done it myself. So it's Clarissa's fault. He's dead because Clarissa wanted him to leave. Right. So she brings that shit up again. Right. That is his Bitch. own damn fault for Take not being able to swim. Well, I thought it was going to be. Everyone know how to swim. Well, I thought <laughs> that's a listen. Way can, to blame the victim, Mason. You live in you a landlocked die. town, though, huh? You should. I'm on the river every day. I appreciate this. Everyone should know how to swim. Spoken like a true rowing coach. Um, I will say the first Michael flashback, I was really upset. Michael flashback sounds a lot like Michael Fassbender. Yeah, it's actually Michael Fassbender's own flashbacks. I was just like, 
it's it's weird that games like this make me so upset upset like 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 i was emotional i was just like i don't want to experience this because this is making me sad kind of upset yeah. I, I i i was hit a lot but it was great i was hit a lot by the part where you're in the house together yes yeah and then he's immediately like all right don't do drugs and yeah. don't don't go that out was really well done i was like that was oh, really well done. And, and he was like it's a it's a uh what do you say and in case an emergency packet in case you don't no, see me yeah it's in case you don't see me again or and I thought like that's I was like Ugh. that's a hard thing to do as a as a writer, let alone a game. Yeah, they writer. did the flashbacks really well. The, like the, and the earlier flashbacks, oh, the art where direction like, on the flashback where the, the yeah. rooms aren't fully drawn together. Yeah, yeah, I liked that too. Uh, so uh, one thing, yep. that uh, I think uh, we kind we kind of uh, boys, we kind of uh, close to explain it all. Uh, one thing we kind of touched on that I wanted to go back to because I thought it was really important were the ghosts. The, yeah. the 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 multiplayer aspect of it, I thought. Oh yeah, because we, saw, you we see, saw your screen name. I saw Mason. You saw Mason. Yeah, okay. That's, I sent you the That's picture. Right, you sent us the picture. I was like, yeah. Why is Mason's screen name in the game? And I like really freaked out. Yep. And I thought it was like okay, they're just like I don't know, doing some sort of weird it like journey esque thing. Screen name of whoever else has played this game. Yeah, it's right. Just no, friends I, that you have. That's why it. I figured, but I thought that's where it ended. I was like, okay, they just attached the name to the ghost, and that was it. And then you do the part where you go back and you yeah. make the dialogue choices. I was like, no. I was like, oh my god, like that was probably the most effective thing. Yeah, I thought Spe- that was really cool. It's like that scene in Interstellar where you're going back in time and trying to I warn thought the them. Exact same yeah. thing. I was like, it's you banging on the wall of someone so, else's world. Yeah. Did you get my answers? Yes. So you know what's fucked up? So, yeah. I didn't. I saw my own screen name. Me too. So when I went through that sequence, I did what myself told me to do. Yeah, me too. I did what. No, I told th- you. This is what I did. I, I, I think for the most part, I mean, I let I let Jonas talk to his mom. I told me not to talk to Jonas's mom. So it's weird. Is that what you said? In my game, I did. I know I did because I purposely was like, "I'll keep this loop going. No one's talking to Jonas's mom because it's a ghost lady." Well, that well, I must have misread it because I thought I read it as. So you guys know you could choose like when you were playing through the first time. That's what I thought. You could is choose you which choose of those choices, they with, said. or at least for me because it was my own screen name. Maybe that's it wasn't. What I did. Maybe no, it was, it was Mason's. You could only do Mason's. But you had that's my choices. Interesting. Yeah. Did it, you see choices in the puddle come up? Yes, but, but you couldn't interact with them. You couldn't interact with them. No, uh, no, I could not. Okay. Could you? Yeah. Are and you sure? I maybe I just thought that I because there was one where I was like I pressed mm, X and it did Y. Okay, but the maybe weird, I just thought, so maybe I that's, we thought we maybe were interacting. So the weird thing is that when I went back in the loop and it was my turn to choose them, yeah, I didn't even think, oh, I should choose what I want the next person to do. Is I thought this is like like Alex, like I kind of went into the game mode of yeah. it. I was like, I need to select what the previous person selected. Uh, that's what I did. Yeah, that's what I did. But I said Jonas should talk to his mom. So I think that you just have my screen name. I think it's purely random. It is. If you watch the credits, though, it is. It does. Show it does have the username. The username and the three. Just like Journey. Three years. That's cool. Hmm. Interesting. I, either way, it's fucking cool. Like it's yeah. A thing that only a game could do. I liked it. Game's fucking cool. Like just, it just. I got really scared by it. <laughs> I went put the other two. I was. It freaked me out. I was very unsettled by it. Yeah, I was, it was unsettling. I, I, I was unsettling. Like, so crawling through a dead woman's house, looking yeah. through her items. That's well. And then, I, and now that I know that you guys didn't get the hanging scene, dude, uh, that really. That messed escalated. With me. I mean, the that game. was the moment. That escalated that was quickly. The, that was the moment. And Mason, Mason, and I were talking about this earlier because we both had. I saw her jump scene. out the window, and the, yeah. and the, the jump out the window thing. Probably, she didn't even jump. She just she just falls. kind of falls. Yeah, that's but the, that's that, that's like, worse. 
this was a game where it starts off and I was almost not even going to keep playing it from the very beginning because I was just kind of like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this until you go in the cave. And then I was like, okay, I'm on board. Um, but even then I was just kind of like, this is cool. This is cool. It's kind of unsettling, kind of eerie. And then you go and you just, you're going through a loop and you go in this room and Clarissa has hanged herself and you're like, Oh no, I did see that. Holy I did see oh, that. Fuck. Because she's she's yeah, hung. I was, was going to say. And, and then you it, go back in the room. She's not in there. And then she okay. falls well, yes. out the window. Okay. Yes, I did have that. Um, and that was see, the moment I where I was, that was the moment where I was just like what the fuck? So the weird thing, I don't I didn't remember from the beginning of the game what color her speech bubbles were. So when they were red, uh, I was like she possessed is either no, like the possessed I, actually, that happened bubbles? to me too. When there was one point where the game flips you upside down and I had the hardest time the house. the speech uh, bubbles. Yep. Yes. In the house. Because I yeah. couldn't tell if everything was inverted and I picked the yeah, wrong thing. I did. So I had to like turn it off so and restart they, like, it. I didn't turn it off. I just too. let them take Jonas. So I was like, well, no. sorry, sorry, Jonas. You got back. My name is Jonas. There, there are two other brothers. Yeah. Uh, so wait, what happens if you just close the portal at the final sequence? Uh, that's it. It's the same. I got the same ending. I think you get the same ending, but you don't you, get you don't get to talk to the ghost. You don't get to talk to the ghost. And I think I think if you don't close the portal and talk to the ghost in a specific way, you can prevent the loop from happening at the end. Okay. I think that's how I I I, I went and looked it all up. I got to double check on that. All I know is that I made the ghost feel kind of guilty. Oh yeah, and they like teleport you to certain scenes. So there's like a point where you're like standing you guys on a you can also the I think there's also a way that you can let the ghost keep Clarissa. Yes, oh, yeah. that's when you keep, walk through the portal. And they keep, open a second portal and it's like, okay. you just go. And then it keeps the loop from happening, but they think, get Clarissa. Can you also leave yourself with the ghost? I well, that's what I thought sacrifice yourself? That's why I thought closing the portal did. So did I. Oh. So that's why I didn't do that. I, was like, I, ah. I think that's intentionally ambiguous about whether that's what happens or not. So you guys, but you and Alex didn't get teleported around the island like 15 times? Yeah. No. Flashing. And, like, all the ghosts are just like, you don't understand. And like, they start yelling at you. No. It's pretty sweet because they get knocked. I do like also that they kind of had this arc where it built up where like, what did the, what did Jonas say? He's like they wouldn't be bargaining if they yes didn't if feel they like, were so, if they were desperate. And I liked that as like a That's cue cool. to you I was as like, a player. Thank you for being logical, right. Jesus fucking Christ. But also That's the game's cool. cueing to you that you're still in a higher you're in a, p- a place of authority. Well, that the ghosts are human. Yeah. Yes, they're not. Maybe they're not. They're not. But you know, but that that line to me was a very it was a cool, huh? Yeah, like that they're human and they're bargaining. He said, "Creatures don't bargain." Oh, uh, I think he said, "He said I have to go get my parking." The um, that too. Also, that it just it just it was kind boat. of like a cool the way that uh, a way that dialogue could come into a way that the gameplay would affect me later because I felt like the ghosts were off like yeah. off balance. So like, and if dialogue's a main mechanic, I can strike back. Yep. So well, obviously, the next game we have to play is Ali Ali in order to to, to finish the phrase. I was wah, waiting for wah, that to pay off. Wah. The oxen, like I thought they were gonna oh, say, like they, they did was, say yeah. oxen free. Oh, no, no, I know they point. said oxen free, but I thought they were gonna say what, radio what? called um, Ollie Ollie or like something like that to like oh. build up to like when what, did it, when did they say oxen free? What is is oxen free a reference to the subs, um, like alpha or whatever that code no, is? No, that's not the, not the. when the ghosts are fucking with Alex, they just use Ollie Ollie oxen free. Really? What? Alexa, stop! I got really scared for some reason the way you said. Uh oh, I was like, yeah. Wait, what's <laughs> the ghost? The ghosts are here. Yeah. Um. Hey guys, I played Overwatch this week. <laughs> That's in the show notes. <laughs> I hate. I hate. I want to see Doctor Strange. I really want to see Doctor Strange too. Want to see Doctor Strange? We should see Doctor Strange. I'm going to Endless Caverns tomorrow because uh, Wendy's going there for well, time. What's Endless was? It's, it's like a, a, a natural. I want a beer. Cave <laughs> <system>. <laughs> next, want. next time we get to uh, podcast, we'll have a, a new president elect. 
Oh, oh. God. <laughs> or the... believe we're on the eve of destruction. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm so glad you broke that out. I haven't thought of that song in a long time. So the first time I've ever heard that song was in Mafia 3. I never heard that song wow. beforehand. Um, shit. Um, you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Let's see. I'm good. Next uh, week, let's talk Hyperlight Drifter. I'll play some more of it. I haven't. I didn't buy it. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. I knew you were. I mean, I don't care. I, I, no, like, I meant to. But when Mason said lovely, I was like, okay, that, that's a signal that no, you're No, no, no. I was saying like, oh, I, I literally meant to buy it. And then I looked down because that was like, what, like 11? And I looked yes. down and it was four o'clock. And I was like, fuck, dude. Yeah. I'm going to build my computer tomorrow. So I'll be able to we, report back to us. Oh, tell oh, me about, your, tell tell me about your refund oh, yeah. thing. We, we all played a job, job simulator. simulator. Um, when? Part of our VR project. We have a class on Wednesday night. Who went to the library and used the vibe they have? Let me just tell you. I have never been so happy just picking up in-game objects and throwing them around in in-game office. It, <laughs> awesome. it was fantastic. Have you, are you excited for the Rick and Morty one? Very. And I am completely sold on VR now. Whereas previously I was kind of like, eh, 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 now I'm like, yeah, this is the real deal. Welcome. So, so the first time you've used it? Uh, first time I used HTC Vive. I used the Oculus. I did not. I do not like the Oculus's field of view. I don't. And it's funny. It's the same field of view. Actually, no. I take that back. Vive is higher. Vertical. Vertical. Vive and that higher makes a huge difference for me. And also, everyone had this like this this motioning <laughs> yeah, where they, put, they put, we're it all was like it was like a fret mo- motion. They yeah. like put one hand above their heads and one underneath. Mason's is explicit. Um, That's the vibe. It, it is a frat motion. Choking the chode. Um, doing the vibe. I will say it's really, really important for things to be in focus with a VR headset because yep. I found my eyes like trying real hard to to focus properly. And you can actually set the uh, diopter distance between your eyes. You have, you can actually met the Vive instruction manual comes with a thing to measure your eye distance, so you <laughs> can actually set it. That's fantastic. What about the diaper distance? The diaper distance too. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. the virtual diaper, when you soil yourself. Um, if you soil yourself you in VR, about? you soil yourself in real life. I will say I can get. Ten. T- Dan made a joke. We had a group meeting the other day to our VR group. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. Ernest made the if you die in VR joke. And the two girls that we were working with were just, just could not have been like, like one was like, okay. So anyways, and like completely just. And she did- thought I was, but I said it like the utmost serious. I was always like, no, guys, I mean, just one thing we need to consider, like from a lot of the things I've been reading, a lot of the research I've been doing. And Dan like, has been you- setting himself up as the fucking VR wizard because he's a VR wizard. And. And so I was girls, like, if you die, if you die in VR, you die in real life. Just and, so, and, and, it's and she was like, oh, okay. Using your authority. Cause she was, <laughs> she was, she, she was like, well, okay, well, we'll be cognizant thought, of that. She thought I was making some kind of like UX point man and not just being a total dick. And I was just being a total dick. I don't know if that's better. If having someone being super frustrated at it or just someone like unknowingly just, we use our powers it. for good. Dan. I know. Yeah. I know. So, uh, I do want to talk. Just, we can talk. We can keep talking. Okay. Keep talking. Okay. okay. Sorry. Uh, Halloween. How's Halloween? We didn't uh, we missed uh, Halloween, so I just want to bring up Halloween. Uh, I was sick. Yeah. Let me tell you about let me tell you about things <laughs> things you need in your life, listener, that you don't know you need. You need a brass band that covers Kanye West. Yes, you do. <laughs> you need a nineties cover band that plays nineties theme songs. But let's go back to the fact that you need a brass band that covers Kanye West, because that was fucking amazing. You also need whatever that whiskey they gave out that we should have known. We should have known was a terrible idea, because they're walking around giving these shots out. It was the worst whiskey I have ever had. So it just tasted bad. No, it was... It was like... It's like... It was like Fireball, except instead of cinnamon, it was like... Was it 151? 
Uh, no, one fifty one no. gone down it smoother. Wasn't, it wasn't that it was it was powerful. It just tasted. It was super sweet, and it tasted like. So anus. it wasn't like they didn't like. Well, we have all this extra rail whiskey that we need to get rid no, of. No, I think they. I think this was, was like brand promotional like, shit yeah. that they Either got. Promotional or a bottle that no one wanted, and they just knew they could blast a bottle real quick and get everyone a little drunker to go buy more drinks. Brunswick though, so Brunswick has a lot of no BS in it, and that's what Wendy was telling. I love like, like the people I or the sound. Love the uh, people. Reggie's in it, and. I love Kanye West, unequivocally. Like I just think he's a great musician. I'm gonna let you finish, but fuck you. <laughs> You're a fuck. The man, God, God, it was it was, it was so, so good. good in the it light show. So behind, good. I mean, like in it, like I was under a spell. Like I, it began and ended in a way that now I was a little imbued, just a little, but um. It was fucking Halloween. The uh, that's that's a good that's a good defense, I guess. The man, it, it was, was really. Like I good. went into a time portal because I was so bummed when I got the stage. Like our mood as a group collectively, were like, "Well, we're done." <laughs> like they were powerful, man. They were super fun. powerful, and they performed so well. Well, you need to see No BS too, because No BS yeah. is fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. same thing. Love No BS. Love them. Love them. Uh, I stayed in. I think I watched Westworld. I was like, "All right, I'm bad." Hmm. Um. I saw they did like a like a pre Halloween trick or treat in Carytown like the weekend before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best costume I saw. It was a, uh, oops. It was two grandparents. <laughs> that was very magi- magicians. Like, well, to get slide my sleeves back up my arm. <laughs> uh, we got you. Uh, it was an elderly couple, their daughter I assume who was a mother, and then the mom's kid. The elderly couple was Mario and Luigi. The grandfather was Mario, the grandmother was Luigi, the mother was Peach, and the kid was Toad. And nice. Toad was proportionally correct because <laughs> he was awesome. like six years old. <laughs> and I just I was driving down Carytown and I just see this family walking down the street. I was like, that's perfect. And that's it's just awesome. this, you know, kind of hunched grandpa just kind of like, yeah, Mario. Just like, you know, whatever. Just kind of like. Was the grandma like super tall and yes. thin? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. All proportionally well, correct. Uh, that's Tim, awesome. That's why Tim and I are Mario and Luigi. That's awesome. Did you see our costumes? They're pretty sweet. Dan's was awesome. Right. Right. Dan's, Dan's. I actually like Dan's. I was like, you know what? You know, because, you know, I'm not big. I would like to have like a really intricate costume. Like I'm really Me too. jealous of like Adam Savage and he like goes all out in Comic-Con. But it's like, you know, I just don't have the money or the time. Or I don't want to wear that much stuff or right. the thoughtfulness. Like there is part of me that really wants to get a bunch of fiberglass and make a big daddy suit. But I, I know that's not And I've always happen. wanted to do the Stormtrooper thing. Like really bad. Uh-huh. I'm I know. Right. With you. I know. But I just think it's hot. Like not, like, I'm not like, into oh, it. I'm not like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna bone stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. But like, oh, we'll, we'll, so we'll build some fans to do it. If we put fans, in the you should suits, make. Maybe. I don't know. You should be put like a little bit. What are? What are you? You're stormtrooper. Yeah, well, no, I'm Daniel Craig. <laughs> Daniel, you should be a stormtrooper. No, uh, I was thinking you cut holes in the back the of the, James the helmet. Yes, and have fans blowing air into the helmet. Well, like, isn't the key component of air conditioning to? Take the, the right, bad we can air figure out. out the logistics of wearing a stormtrooper helmet so much. But Dan's costume. I don't know. I think if there's any podcast, it's the Rich Utilities podcast, you motherfucker. We're going to talk about the conditionings of air conditioning. You're actually totally right. The air needs to go out. Uh, just take, take your case fans, out. take them out of your PC. Just put them like carve holes well, in the case back. case fans work in a way where it's, 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 it's sucking in new air and exhausting bad air. So put them the other way around. You know what? Let's fucking do it. Let's just fucking do it. Let's do it. But Dan's costume is great <laughs> because it was a quarter fleece, a quarter zip fleece, and then. Frankenstein's monster's head, like <laughs> yep. the half head from like the stitched f- temples up, and so he just had that as a hat. I'm like that. 
Thank you. That's what well, I'm you, about. Sir. Thank you. Was the was the quarter zip fleece part of the costume? Um, I mean, yeah. it was like it was like an olivey foresty green. So I mean, it worked. What was your costume? Um, a tired uh, <laughs> government worker. Oh, <laughs> okay. I went to bed. I ain't going. I cut a Lacroix box, an R out of a Lacroix box, and I was Robin. I wondering how you got the R. And I tied a yellow T-shirt around my neck to my cape. I think. The funny thing was that they told me several times throughout the night that I looked like a child. You did. Dressed up as Robin. You did look like a child dressed up as Robin. I would run from the bar (laughs) and drink, and then I'd run back to the stage to watch the show. Would you do like your arms outstretched like you were a superhero? I'm impressed that I had the cape on the entire night until I had to sprint home to beat the Papa John guy to the house. The question I that pose, statement, I, I feel like I need like stitched onto a pillow. I ran the whole way. The, the question I posed to Mason when I came in that night to drop Wendy off was, are you supposed to be Robin or a, a impoverished child that can't afford a Robin costume? Right. He looked like a little he looked like a little kid dressed as Robin. <laughs> he oh. totally did. He totally did. And, and the, thing, great. the thing is, they didn't even consider me for the costume contest and I was upset. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's the problem. Who won the costume contest? Some fucking zombie. And Mason's response was, well, you know what the costume is. I was like, well, I don't know what the R stands for. Rapist. Wah! I'm a What were you going to say? And then Mason goes, yeah, it stands for shit. Sh-. And then he stopped. I'm like, what? Shitarded? Like, that doesn't <laughs> even make sense. Like, the entire exchange just kind of, like, rolled down this mountain. There's, um, there are things that I say. That I shouldn't say, but I said but that was it not rhymes with shitarded, and I think that we should cut that out of the recording because I, I'm embarrassed of that story. I think if any potential employers find the, the this podcast, <laughs> hey, well, I was, was, I was listening to all sixty-two episodes. Why do they keep saying Alex is a racist? Why? Why okay, is that? Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. It goes around. It goes around. Comes around. I said it rhymes with shitarded. <laughs> I think it's a funny joke when you say it rhymes with something and it's not that, but you put shit on the front or you put meh. All right. <clears throat> this has been the Word Podcast. Um, Goodbye. No, well, we have actual plugs. Dan Goodbye. has plugs. Dan, no, guys, we have actual plugs. Dan has a um, uh, two-part blog series. One-part blog series? Uh, it's two-part, although I, post, part I also posted series, it on Medium as one, one single article. So you can find it on Medium. It's called Storytelling versus Story Enabling. Uh, crafting experiences in the new medium of virtual reality. In VR. Uh, so you can search for me as Dan Cotting on Medium, or if you go to dancotting.com slash blog, uh, you can find the, the stuff there. Too. Or his Twitter, the at VR diddly dude. No, it's a, come on, come on, come <laughs> on. Diddly dude. Hi, neighbor. You can actually find me on Twitter at Dan Cotting. So. Have you or at the VR Bonarino. <laughs> VR Bonarino. <laughs> I'm trying to convince you to pick one. You need to brand yourself as the you VR. You should buy a fedora. You could find him at VR.zone. Yeah. What? Or at oh. the VR zone. Ooh. The VR bone zone. You'd get so get many followers. Get in the zone. VR zone. Bone zone. Have you? I've got a plug. Okay. If you're looking for illustration work or package design or label design, let me know. My freelance... For- stuff now my rates start at in addition to my ux stuff and oh my god alexrice.com is not yet available i'm not looking at you you're looking at me like you want me to pick up the ball both are like (laughs) hyping each other up just Ah! like no but it was all it was all ocular like i was just like yes yes do that he's a great drawer (laughs) drawler alex's inktober was pretty fucking sweet You think that bothers me? I was just motioning that in my mouth a second ago, Dan.
It's, Motioning um, nothing. Motion denied. <laughs> hmm. You can Almost find said something also inappropriate. Sustained. You can find Mason at masonbrown.me.me slash. No, that's not live. That's oh. that's just purely like. I'll cut that. No, you. Yeah, yes, you should. You should cut out the whole. Just cut the whole fucking podcast. Just, just fucking podcast. burn it down. It's fucking. That's it. It's We're done. out. Good night. Good night. Good night. That was really not good. Um, I was proud of it. You two were good. I was proud of it. I think Schmoke's that pack a day the, the way that means it anyway. We're still best going. part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. You can find them at masonbrown.me slash Folgers. Do I have that? The problem is, is that all of my projects live at slash project. Like they're not linked so anywhere to, on my site. So you have to remember them? So, but like I have one that's like slash Philly and it's just yeah. the fucking the, the web app thing. I had a deep local one for a while. Or no, my deep local one is slash vinyl for the... Um, oh, for the project. The project. I like that. I like the colors in that. All right, gentlemen. We out.